Canuck Central in the Kintec studio. Kintec Footwear and Orthotics Canada's favorite orthotics provider. Supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintec.net. Dan Richo and Satyar Shah. Just a couple of reactions uh, to our last conversation in the first hour of the show. (laughs) about my uh, accountability on the ice for team Sportsnet at the Carha World Championships. Um, Ranger saying on the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox, 650-650, Rach doing his best JT impression. <laughs> oh, that's good. Got me, got me. Look, got me. I was not slamming the back of Woodley's net telling him to make a save already, oh, okay? So, so now you're crapping on JT. <laughs> now you're saying you're better than JT, I see. Uh, Rafe says, Reach is just a wall guy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> For that game, I was. Actually, uh, so last night I had a beer league game. Oh, yeah? Uh, and it was, I didn't know this, but it was just a makeup game for like, you know, when we had the snowstorm. Mm, yes. And I guess they just threw a bunch of teams together and the ref comes over to me during warm-up. And, you know, you know, during warm-up, yeah. you're always like looking over at the other side like, okay, we haven't played these guys before. They look pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and ref comes over like, yeah, these guys are like... Um, a few divisions above. <laughs> and this is really just a makeup game. I'm like, yeah, they look like a bunch of youngsters that just came out of junior A. And he's yeah. like, yeah, it's just pretty much. Pretty yeah, much, pretty much a team. <laughs> and did they run you guys pretty good? Oh, man. It was kind of embarrassing. They were like, well, they were taking it easy on us. They so, did. They yeah. realized and like, all right. They were like, hey, you want to throw a couple guys over on our team <laughs> over here? Make it a little bit more competitive. We'll play Shinny for a bit. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those... Um, uh, humbling evenings, I will yes. say. Uh, I was, uh, you could, you could have like thrown the Brooks Kepka video at me with like him holding the pylon and be like, "That's that's reach right that's, there." You felt like a pylon. By the way, is, did somebody ask us about that for overrated, underrated? No, I don't think so. Okay, but maybe we'll have to. Uh, maybe we'll have we'll to throw it in there. We'll have oh, to yeah. incorporate it. <laughs> All right, it is time for overrated or underrated here on Canuck Central. Producer Josh Elliott Wolf. Hello. Hi, Josh. Uh, Let's get started with Austin in Langley. Letters to season ticket holders, overrated or underrated? (laughs) Well, you know what? It's underrated for content because we got a segment out of it, so I loved it. But it's overrated, obviously. I say it after we did our opening segment. Yes. Well, like for us, personally... You know, not that I'm biased or anything, but we could save all of the things that we had planned for today and push it to tomorrow. Yeah. So, so now we don't even have to think about the show tomorrow. No, it's, already, it's already planned. Content. We love it. Um, okay. Kidding aside, le- letters to season <laughs> ticket holders, a necessary part of the business. Of course. Uh, season ticket holders mean everything to professional sports franchises, mm-hmm. of course. And... They do give us a little bit of insight into how the management group is thinking. And I think in this case, yeah, maybe some, like there will be too much made of the entirety of it, but there are some little nuggets in there that are at least telling of what management may be thinking. The key with these things is to try to show, especially your stakeholders, people really spending money on your team, that you're going to be truthful with them to some degree. Yeah. And that's kind of it. You know, like you don't want to get too, you don't want to be too fluffy because you don't want to sell them 
you know, magic beans. You want to yes. be truthful about what you are selling them and what you are giving them to some extent, and then there'll be some fluff added onto it. So some some truth with it. But I'd say the overall takeaway should be deemed as somewhat overrated, unless you're Ethan Bear, because you got to feel pretty good about being in the uh, season ticket yeah. holder's letter. Big win for Ethan Bear. Yes. Uh, Big oh. dub for Ethan Bear yeah. today. He, oh, uh, his agent is, like, so happy today. <laughs> like, oh, Okay. <laughs> now now we can play ball. Now we can play ball. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Uh, OFC, the Tocket Bump being due to the work done in Abbotsford. Ah, the Tocket Bump. Due, due to the work being done in Abbotsford. So I guess the uh, the insinuation is Willannon, PDG, yeah. Olman goes back, comes up, put Coles in, goes in, you know, Delia. I would say overrated. To the level of impact? Yeah. Because ultimately, like, the yeah. Canucks are winning because Tockett's riding his star players too much. It's overrated for on-ice impact. It's an underrated storyline generally for success. It's an underrated success story for the Canucks, I think, the work they've done in Abbotsford. I would say it, that is the biggest takeaway from what management has done over the first 15 months, what Jeremy Colleton's been able to do. And Tockett's praised, you know, that development himself and yeah. you know, talking about the work defensively uh, that Colleton's done with this group of players. So, yeah, there is an underrated element to it. But why are the Canucks winning hockey games right now? They're winning because Thatcher Demko's been standing on his head a bunch. Elias Pettersson and Andre Kuzmenko and Quinn Hughes have gone just supernova. And even even JT Miller, I think JT's a top 20 scorer since January 1st yeah. in the NHL. So you can't even scoff at, at what he's been able to do. Drew, Jack Rathbone, overrated or underrated? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, can it be overrated right now? Because of, I mean, does anybody look at Jack Rathbone? Like, I don't hear anybody discussing Jack Rathbone in this market as future top four defensemen. Not or, anymore. Right. Right yep. now, I'd say it's underrated because of that. There's still a ton of talent there. A um, lot of tools. Yeah. I think with Jack, you know, there's just moments where in his mind, he can make a play in the AHL. Like that pinch, he can make that play. He's got enough time and space to do it. Um, at the NHL level, he keeps getting burned in he some does. of those situations. And, and I guess the question is, how much does he need to play to figure that stuff out? Yeah. But also, you, you keep doing the same thing. No coach is going to accept that. And that's yeah. why you saw him come out of the lineup, mm -hmm. you know, despite playing a couple of games and flashing the puck moving, flashing the shot of his, the, the skating, offensive instincts. Man, it's just so... There's a lot to work with there. Yeah. But skating is so good. Yeah. it's. I'd say he's an underrated asset. Because I just don't know. I don't see the pathway in Vancouver, Dan. Like, if OEL is going to be here, and we'll see, right? And they're bringing in another lefty defenseman who's going to be a PK guy or a defensive guy. Let's say Gabrikov, whose name comes out. Like, where, where does he fit in? Yeah. And you use him as a trade chip. Trade chip. And at some point, waiver eligibility is going to be an issue. And even if his trade value is not sky high, he hits waivers. Somebody's going to take a flyer on him. Yeah. Um, it's a tough spot with Jack Rathbone. Right now, I'd say overrated. Uh, this one from Dom, Reach's favorite, Kuzmenko's shooting percentage, overrated or underrated? Oh, I love it. I love it. It's overrated, man. <sighs> Wait. Well, I don't know how to answer this. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> maybe, maybe the narrative around his shooting percentage. Yeah. Oh, underrated. I yes. mean, come on. 
Like, okay. He's now shooting basically 28%. Yeah, it's almost 30%. That's not sustainable. No. It'll come down by at least 10%. Yes. At least 10%. So, you know, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a guy that's going to lose 10 goals just on shooting percentage. Well, that's, Maybe more. Yeah, but that's that's supposing he shoots the puck as the same rate that he shot the puck this season. Yeah. Now, he may not score to the same degree. I think that whole notion, I think the discussion is a bit overrated. Because okay. I do think... Kuzmenko is the type of player who's going to give you, you know, 27, 30 goals. And I think he gives you that. I mean, that's... So, he would have to shoot 15% on 200 shots next year yeah. to get to 30 goals again. And how many is he at right now? He's not even at 150 shots. Yeah, he can shoot more. Okay. He can we'll shoot see. more. He can. He can play more and shoot more. All I said, he's not scoring 40 again next year. <laughs> well, he Assuming he gets to 40 this he's year. He's got to score 40 first. Okay. So yesterday he was at 35 when I made the statement. He's not getting to 35 again next year. Okay? That's that's wow. what I said. It's the story. I can't, I can't, I'm sticking to it. I can't wait for him to get to 37. Uh, basketball Phil, the latest basketball Hall of Fame class, overrated or underrated? Oh, man. Man, what it's a, like unbelievable class. Incredible class. Incredible class. It is. It's, it's, I'd say it's underrated. I mean, it's all these guys surefire Hall of Famers. Yeah. And Becky Hammond being in it, too, is massive. You talk about a trailblazer uh, in the women's game. Dirk T- Nowitzki. To Tony me, Parker and Dirk Nowitzki. To me, Dirk. Yeah. Dirk was so ahead of his time. I mean... For a guy that big to be as good a shooter as he was, yeah. and once he perfected that fade in a high post, it was unstoppable. You couldn't stop that shot, right? Just such a marvelous player. And, you know, obviously Dwayne Wade. I remember watching Dwayne Wade and Marquette when he was playing college ball. Yeah. And it was just it was just unreal. Like the amount of power he played with and yeah. everything. And then he gets to the NBA, and, and he was even better, which was just astonishing. All of these players in this year's Hall of Fame class, it makes me feel old, though, Dan, because I'm going <laughs> and back to— And your guy, Pau Gasol. How many uh, titles did he help your Lakers win? I mean, he helped them win three titles. Yeah. And the thing with Pau Gasol, which I loved so much, too, was such a smart player. Mm-hmm. Great defensive presence. I mean, what a Hall of Fame class. You know what I'll remember about Dirk Nowitzki? People think, saying that uh, Andrea Bargnani was going to be the next Dirk. Oh, my God. <laughs> no one's going to be the next Dirk. Yeah. I mean, Luka Doncic. Il Mago was not it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so close. So close. I have an Andrea Bargnani signed jersey somewhere. You do? Yeah. Well, you were hyped on him, too, because he was I Italian. I mean, those Ital Pasta commercials, man. Oh, yeah. Fired up. <laughs> How hyped were you <laughs> when they drafted pretty hyped You're pretty yeah. hyped up. Let's go. Yeah. Andrea Bargnani. Did you ever got, meet him? No. That would have been fun. Yeah. Uh, actually, I did. You did? Of course, I did. I got the I got the signed jersey. He came to the he came to the autograph shop. Did you get a photo day. with him? No. You should have. Would have put I mean, the Chara photo to shame. <laughs> He's like four inches He's taller than Chara. Quite, quite large. <laughs> quite a big man. He's like seven feet tall. Yeah. Ah, uh, Cam. Breakfast beers, overrated or underrated? So this is in reference to the Bruins. Yeah. Bruins, yeah. They posted a picture of uh, all the players having breakfast. I mean. Uh, as far Breakfast as Breakfast with Bud Lights, let's go. As far as I'm concerned, only one of those players had an actual beer, and that was Felino with an actual Bud. Everybody else had a Bud Light. <laughs> so It's I America, mean, though. It, no, what I'm they saying, love it, though. No, what I'm saying is, like, it goes down so I easy. It's so light, and it's like having that with breakfast is fine. It's nothing. It's like it's like having a mimosa, not even. Yeah. Mimosa is uh, probably more alcoholic than, you know, a light beer is. I don't know. Like, context is everything with breakfast beers. I would say... 
you know, and if you had a couple random day of the week, you're just having a breakfast beer. I mean, I got questions, but you know, if you're, (laughs) if you're like having a golf weekend with the boys or something, you know, and you're getting out for your first 18 of the day, of course, breakfast beers seem like a, a decent idea in that case. Just the beer. Uh, Dom home ownership overrated or underrated, (laughs) not producer Dom, by the way, just okay. Different Dom. Uh, I mean, it's it's not, I do not own a home. I'm saying overrated. (laughs) I mean, it's underrated. I mean, the equity you have, it, it, the whole thing is a, I mean, if you look at a side, I, mean, I don't need to get into a philosophical conversation about, yes. you know, life being a scam and you being <laughs> forced to, you know, pay all this money and have loans for the rest of your life. But regardless, putting that aside, at least it gives you some equity. It gives you some sort of value. And what you need is investments in value. Yes. And at least if you have a home that you know is going to continually accrue value, you have a foundation of money and safety. So I think that's something you can't, you know, overrate in having that and having that asset in, you know, for yourself. But the day-to-day management of it, I can understand and the dealings of it and yeah. all the stuff that comes up with dealing, you know, owning a home. Maintenance costs are uh, a lot less when you're just renting. Listen, I, I live in an apartment. No property con- taxes, no maintenance. Well, far less maintenance. I live in a condo that's just under 700 square feet, one bedroom and a flex. Mm -hmm. And like, I find something to clean every other day. Yeah. In a home, like you're literally every single day, you can find something to do that you need to do every single day. Uh, All right. Next. Uh, This one from Chef Swagger. Okay. Frico Friulano. <laughs> what? Frico Friulano. What's I this? was actually pretty close. Yeah. Frico f- what? Always roll the R, Josh. Always roll the R. I'm going to tell you a secret. <laughs> I don't know how to roll my R's. <laughs> Frico Friulano. Uh, so I'm Calabres, so I don't eat Friulani food all that often, and Frico Friulano is... Not necessarily my thing. So, what is this? It's like uh, it's like a cheese and potato thing. Cheese and potatoes. Yeah. Like a. Oh man, What's I, I have it here. It's a it's a dish. <laughs> I'm of, trying to think of the English word. It's like uh, a casserole. <laughs> it's made of potatoes, onions, and lots of cheese. Potatoes, yeah. onions, and lots. Uh, of cheese. It, it's kind of a toasted pie, is what they say. Toasted pie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not really uh, yeah, I thing. guess like a potato roasty was, I guess, what a more common term would be. Uh, Italian version of it, maybe. Sounds very overrated. <laughs> not my kind of thing, man. I not mean, my kind of thing. Potatoes, onions, and lots of cheese. I'm down. Yeah. Sounds great. Put those things together, and <laughs> I am, I'm all in. Frico Friulano. There you go. Uh, uh, overrated. Justin and East Van. Starbucks Odiato. Coffee infused. Oh with man, olive I oil. I am fired up for this. Have you guys heard about this? Coffee with olive oil. I mean, I guess that's like um, is it what, what are those things called again? The MCT oil coffees. Yes. Where what are they called? Uh, bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof. I mean, I guess that's similar. Man, when thing. I was on keto, a bulletproof yeah. coffee was like. I mean, it was like ten times a Red Bull. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I've had the bulletproof coffees, and for a while, I had them, you know, quite regularly. Yeah, and yeah. It's like when you are in, like, yeah, when you're doing keto and you try a bulletproof coffee, I'm telling you, it is like next level. It you, is. You're you're like Brad uh, Bradley Cooper in Limitless. <laughs> There's no limit to what I can do. <laughs> you just end up in the matrix. Like everything slows down. You're just so like focused. on point, focused, tons of energy. You're just like bouncing off the walls. 
Um, just very I, annoying to the people around you. Yeah, maybe. I'm 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 hyped for the uh, olive oil infused coffee though. I mean, I put olive oil on everything. Literally. Does anything. it taste good? I did. Wait, what's the? Why wouldn't it taste good? Olive oil is fantastic. Ah, I guess I just don't like olive I mean, oil. What, what, in, my, it, in my coffee. So when they say olive oil infused coffee, is that literally just saying a couple, of, you know, tables, uh, teaspoon of hot, uh, olive oil in it after it's I guess so. done? Or like, are you like? I don't know. They're bringing it to uh, L.A. and Seattle first as a first rollout. Are you going to make the trek down to Seattle? Probably not, because they're eventually going to roll it out everywhere else. Assuming it's successful. Yes. Ah. I put olive oil on everything. I don't see why it would be any less different in coffee. Fair enough. Austin, naps. Overrated or underrated? Oh, underrated. But You're a big nap guy? No, but every time I do them, I'm like, why do I I not do this more often? (laughs) Right? Like, now... I don't think you should nap for a long time, mm-hmm. but like a 5, 10, 15, 20-minute nap is I, I think doctors say 20 to 30 minutes is the ideal nap. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect nap time? When I was in university and studying, I remember power naps were my thing. Yeah. Like, honestly, I'd just be in the library, put my head down for 5 to 10 minutes, and I'd wake up and like ready to go for an hour <laughs> or two of studying. Like, it actually works. Okay. Like, now, I find it now, like, just, you know, Whatever, it's tough but, to do during the day. Yeah. But um, anytime I do, I feel good. We don't really need to with our schedule. No, it's kind of... <laughs> yeah. you know, well, can... when we start our 6 a.m. tea times again, true. Josh. Yeah, all right. that's true. Might need that little 20-minute nap somewhere <laughs> around uh, 11.30. Usually, <laughs> yeah, usually it goes too long, the tea times, that yes. I have to pretty much leave for work right when I get home. I got to... You know what? I, we we, we got to get out to the range. I got to hit, hit some balls this year. Yeah. We got to get it. going. Um... Yeah, we're trying to get the boss Cam involved too because he said he was going to the range. We, it's gonna be a whole. I don't know. One minute the boss doesn't really like golf all that much. Now the boss is really into golf. <laughs> the boss doesn't make all the decisions. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> he does. The Beatles, overrated or underrated? <sighs> they can't be overrated. They're not underrated though. Yeah, who who's I mean. underrating the Beatles? Yeah. Yeah. I would say they're overrated. Okay. How would you say they're overrated? I mean, Josh wouldn't know. Josh wouldn't <laughs> Mainly know. because I just like wouldn't know. Yeah, Josh would sort of know. That's okay. I don't even take it. I don't even take offense to it. No, I don't because they're not really our era either. Yeah, but. No. it's before you guys as well. No, I know, but I appreciate. I mean, I I love the Beatles. I mean, um, but I like some of their songs. But I don't think they're a. Uh, I don't know because I don't know their whole like influence and everything. You're they're like, not we're like the, the most legendary band of all time. Who are you to say? No. <laughs> Who am I to say? Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's look, they're perfectly rated. You know, your reputation is your reputation when you're the Beatles. But uh, how about Red Hot Chili Peppers? They're in town tonight. I know BC I know. Place. I know. I, I went to um, the last. I went to the Stadium Arcadium oh, show. Incredible Mars, album. Yeah, Mars Volta opened up for them. They're no longer yeah. a band, but they put on a good show. I gotta say. Yeah. But yeah, that, this was like a long time ago now, though. Uh, yeah, had a pretty. Uh, I'm an old man now moment when Josh told me he was like eight when Stadium Arcadium came out. Eight? <laughs> came out in 2006. Eight. Man, I was in elementary school when like Under the Bridge came out. Wow. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> it's got to go back way, way longer. Uh, Stadium Arcadium. That was a good year. 2006. Yeah. Italy won the World Cup. Oh, good yeah. Year. That was a good year for you. I played NHL 06 a lot. That's all <laughs> That's all I remember from eight that year. Eight years old. Um... This one from Spartan, overrated, underrated, lattes. 
Oh, uh, uh, underrated. I'm a huge latte fan. I do oat lattes, though, because I can't do dairy. Yeah. But yeah, big latte uh, fan. My go-to drink of, because I'm not a big hot coffee guy, but I I like a latte. Mm -hmm. No, I'm more, uh, latte's overrated. Don't need, don't need the extra. Just give me, uh, give me the Spro. If I if I want really something, compromise your brand. If you said they were underrated, if I were to want something like larger, that's more like sipping on for a while rather than a, an espresso where you're, you right. drink it fast, I'll go for the americano. So that way, you know, you take your three shots of spro, get some hot water in there, and it's perfect. Put a dash. You know, you just go straight black. Yeah. I used to be big uh, on just drinking black coffee. That was my thing. Yeah. Only black coffee, and uh, now that I've I, let, let's say I don't do that anymore, and coffee's more enjoyable. <laughs> uh -huh. We'll end with this one. Matt Nabby, overrated, underrated, food challenges at restaurants. For example, the five, eat five pounds of poutine oh. and get a shirt. Overrated. All that stuff's so ridiculous. Like, why put yourself through yeah. pain? Like, you're supposed say to be you enjoying. Did it. Yeah, but even that. But, but again, this one, why? you're not Who going cares? in to enjoy it. When you're, no. like, under 22, I feel yeah. like you're you're more into it. <laughs> again, Josh's age yes. range. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing everything to eat a family-sized lasagna in one sitting. This is like, you know, going to Anton's and eating the whole plate of pasta just so you can get the pen. Uh, no, yeah, but I mean... Nobody I, I, needs that amount of pasta. I, no, you know what I love about Anton's? You take it home with you. And that's what I loved, especially when I was in college. You went and you ate as much as you could. You got full. You take took more food home, and then you got full again okay. for dinner. I'm but, a big, uh, anytime I go somewhere, I order more than I need so that I have leftovers. <laughs> So Anton's is right up my alley. Wow. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I remember... One of the issues with, with, like, you know, putting that amount of pasta onto a plate, and it, like, they it, they serve it to you piping hot, but the pasta's still cooking while it's on the plate. So by the time you get through, like, your first few bites, it's still cooking, and now it's like, oh, now it's just mush. But that's why you got to move it around. You know, you got to uh, you gotta put go. some work into it here, Dan. There's a just, skill. Come on, you're Italian. Dan is just like... Nobody know, needs that amount of pasta. Okay. I don't know, man. It's maybe pe people clearly do. Okay. When you make pasta for yourself at home, do you make a whole box? I make a lot, yeah, because I eat it for like, for a few okay, days. Okay, you meal prep it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Anton's is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just meal prep yeah. that you buy. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why you're hating so much. But, I mean, I, I love doing the – back in the day, all you can eat was like – that was my jam. Like, sushi all you can eat. I don't do that anymore, but yeah, love doing sushi all you can eat. Ontario, and, like, sushi all you can eat was a big thing. Yeah. Now, like my friends, if I ever go back and visit, my buds will be like, "Let's go," and I'm like, "No, no." Is Ontario, <laughs> is Ontario sushi? It's not, not comparable. Good? It's to very here. bad. It's no. not. It's not good. No, I am uh. definitely a sushi snob now. Yes. So. Well, now you've been here, you ain't gonna do that anymore. But like, I remember going to Uncle Willie's back in the day. All oh, you yeah, can yeah. eat. But like, there are like really good all you can eats too. Like in terms of like brunches. Yeah. Have you been to Pan Pacific for their brunch? No. It's, it's pretty much all. It's it's not cheap. Mm -hmm. It's amazing though. Oh. It's like you have, you can have pretty much anything you want. I feel like Sat's a big brunch guy. Oh, I love brunch. <laughs> brunch is best. This is the best. I love brunch. Uh, all right. We'll do some uh, overrated, underrated uh, leftovers coming up on Canuck Central.